0: See it at work. So how about you? I knelt down to Martha. You look like a mochaccino would do the trick. I snapped on her leash and started to trot off toward the Starbucks on Chestnut. The marina has always been one of my favorite neighborhoods, curling streets of colorful, restored townhouses, families, the sound of gulls, the sea air off the bay. I crossed Alhambra my eye drifting to a beautiful three-story townhouse I always passed and admired, hand-carved wooden shutters and a terracotta tile roof like on the Grand Canal. I held Martha as a car passed by. That's what I remembered about the moment, the neighborhood just waking up, a kid in a fubu sweatshirt practicing tricks on his razor, a woman in overalls hurrying around the corner carrying a bundle of clothes, Come on, Martha, I tugged on her leash. I can taste that mochaccino. Then the townhouse with the terracotta roof exploded into flames. I mean, it was as if San Francisco were suddenly Beirut. Chapter Two Oh, my God! I gasped as a flash of heat and debris nearly knocked me to the ground. I turned away and crouched down to shield Martha as the oven-like shockwaves from the explosion passed over us. A few seconds later, I turned to pull myself up. Mother of God, I couldn't believe my eyes. The townhouse I had just admired was now just a shell. Fire ripped through the second floor. In that instant, I realized that people could still be inside. I tied Martha to a lamppost. Flames gusted just 50 feet away. I ran across the street to the blazing home. The second floor was gone. Anyone up there didn't have a chance. I fumbled through my fanny pack for the cell phone. Frantically, I punched in 911. This is Lieutenant Lindsay Boxer, San Francisco Police Department, Shield 2721. There's been an explosion at the corner of Alhambra and Pierce. A residence, casualties likely, need full medical and fire support. Get them moving. I cut off the dispatcher. Procedure told me to wait, but if anyone was in there, there was no time. I ripped off my sweatshirt and wrapped it loosely around my face. Oh, Jesus Christ, Lindsay, I said and held my breath. Then I pushed my way into the burning house. Is anyone there? I shouted, choking immediately on the gray, raspy smoke. The intense heat bit at my eyes and face, and it hurt just to peek out from the protective cloth. A wall of burning sheetrock and plaster hung above me. Police, I shouted again. Is anyone there? The smoke felt like sharp razors slicing into my lungs. It was impossible to hear above the roar of the flames. I suddenly understood how people trapped in fires on high floors would leap to their death rather than bear the intolerable heat. I shielded my eyes, pushing my way through the billowing smoke. I hollered a last time, is anyone alive in here? I couldn't go any further. My eyebrows were singed. I realized I could die in there. I turned and headed for the light and cool that I knew were behind me. Suddenly, I spotted two shapes, the bodies of a woman and a man, clearly dead, their clothes on fire. I stopped, feeling my stomach turn, but there was nothing I could do for them. Then I heard a muffled noise. I didn't know if it was real. I stopped, tried to listen above the rumble of the fire. I could hardly bear the pain of the blistering heat on my face. There it was again. It was real, all right. Someone was crying. Chapter 3 I gulped air and headed deeper into the collapsing house. Where are you? I called. I stumbled over flaming rubble. I was scared now, not only for whoever had cried, but for myself. I heard it again, a low whimpering from somewhere in the back of the house. I headed for it. I'm coming, I shouted. To my left, a wooden beam crashed. The farther I went, the more trouble I was in. I spotted a hallway where I thought the sounds came from, the ceiling teetering where the second story used to be. Police, I yelled, where are you? Nothing. Then I heard the crying again, closer this time. I stumbled down the hallway, blanketing my face. Come on, Lindsay, just a few more feet. I pushed through the smoking doorway. Jesus, it's a kid's bedroom, what was left of it. A bed was overturned on its side, up against a wall. It was smothered in thick dust. I shouted, then I heard the noise again, a muffled coughing sound. The frame of the bed was hot to the touch, but I managed to budget a little bit from the wall. Oh my God! I saw the shadowy outline of a child's face. It was a small boy, maybe ten years old. The child was coughing and crying. He could barely speak. His room was buried under an avalanche of debris. I couldn't wait any more time. The fumes alone would kill him. I'm gonna get you out of.